Hello everyone, welcome to Matchpoint Paradox Sportstars Cricket Podcast. Uh, we are here to talk about the India-England series as well as uh, the cricket that's happening at the other parts of the world as well. With me, I have my colleague Vijay and uh, it gives me a lot of pleasure to do this again because we were a little busy uh, with the Olympics in between. So, uh, and do, we did watch the first test match. <laughs> so, I would like to directly jump to that because India was in a winning position, Vijay, uh, and it must have been a heartbreak. Because for me, I was really expecting that that finally India is going to win a test match at the start of the series in England. Your thoughts on that uh, rain-marred test match that we saw? Rithayan, very good evening. Thank you. We are just two of us uh, for this podcast because our dear friend Shine Acharya has taken a break because he has to write a big story on Rajasthan Royals. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, jokes apart, uh, I think it was, we were in for a very exciting day. But I don't know. I thought India could have knocked off the runs. Uh, what do you think? I really think so because 52 for 1 and 157 to get on the last day was very much India's test match to win. And uh, even actually, uh, we were hoping that if it, if India gets at least 35 overs, I mean, they could have still gone for the target with players like Rishabh Pant in the mix. So, uh, I think the positive uh, from that test match should be uh, the way KL Rahul opened, uh, opened the innings. And... Uh, how his offside game has drastically changed, I mean, improved uh, to greater heights in the last few years because he always had that doubt whether to, you know, play that ball or not play that ball. So, at times, he used to get out. Even he has got out from important positions, but then he's a class player. And finally, I think that's coming to light, which is a great thing to watch. What do you think? Yes, yes. <clears throat> Indeed. I mean, <clears throat> if you look at the... Test match, he has looked every bit uh, the, test, the test batsman we have wanted him to be. And uh, KL Rahul is looking good. But, um, Ridan, I want to know from you, is Rohit Sharma slowly becoming the test player we have always wanted him to be? I think so. I really think so. I loved uh, the, the approach that Rohit had in, you know, when he came out to bat, even in the World Test Championship. Uh, see, he might not be scoring the runs. It's it's not easy to get runs in England. I mean, as we saw, even uh, Virat, Rahane, Pujar, none of them really got runs. But uh, the approach, uh, Rohit's approach is very uh, fresh. I mean, I think this is the Rohit Sharma we have been watching since the World Cup 2019, where he's, you know, uh, taken the responsibility to anchor in innings. And that's also reflecting, it's translated across formats, as we can see. And uh, finally, I think uh, any kind of opening combination uh, has not really worked uh, overseas for India in the past few years. And uh, finally, I think that's also that that particular tag is also going to go because we had a fantastic opening stand in the first test. So uh, that that's that's really uh, uh, something to feel good about. But then uh, we have a lot of openers in the mix. I mean, I would like to know from you that, you know, how do you actually, you know, select a team where you have Mayank Agarwal, he's a, who's also an opener. Shuman Gill is injured, definitely. Uh, Mayank had a concussion uh, problem because he got hit in, on the helmet. Uh, as well as Prithvi Shaw, all these players are there. Surya Kumar Yadav also is in England right now. So many players in the mix. How do you see, you know, uh, uh, all this bench strength that we have? And do you think all of them might just, you know, get one uh, one test match each in the series, considering India, India plays well throughout? Yes, Rita, you have said it. It's all about the bench strength. And right through the season, if you can remember from the Australia tour, uh, which you covered very intently for the sports star. Now, you have seen right through the year, we have had replacements. 
the the team management has not really struggled. If let let it be a fast bowler getting injured or a batsman getting injured, you've had replacements ready. Saha got injured, Rishabh Pant stepped in and delivered. So uh, you have plenty of talent available. But I have also one question of you. Uh, that is, looking at KL Rahul, do you think he is now going to deliver? He has realized that he, he, he needs a permanent place in the team and he can't be just watching some games uh, from the dressing room. Uh, he has to go out and play. So, do you think he is looking a bit different in whatever little we have watched in this test match? Definitely. I mean, he is uh, looking much more uh, of a quality uh, test player because See, uh, we all have to remember that KL made his international debut with Test cricket and then moved on to white ball cricket. So, uh, but then that KL and this KL, there's a lot of difference in between. He was keeping wickets, which I think has kind of improved his batting because we, we had spoken about this uh, uh, this particular uh, side of his during the IPL that how his strike rate, you know, drastically improves uh, when he's uh, keeping the wickets because I think you also side the ball better when you're constantly uh, wicket keeping and uh, you get a fair idea about the movement as well. So if your eyes are set to that particular, you know, uh, 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 autopilot mode, so when you are batting, also that 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 reflects at times, which I think is a great sign. And uh, look at the way he's uh, playing his drives and all that. So I mean, he's waiting for the loose balls, and this scale never used to wait for as much as loose balls before. So that is a that is a great sign. But yeah, I think so because uh, I think Virat wants to go with uh, this combination in the second test. That that actually takes me to the next question. Ashwin has been pretty uh, pretty successful in England. One of the uh, you know modern day spinners doing really well in England. So where do you think Ashwin comes in here then? Because uh, if they are going in with the same combination, uh, how does he fit in? And also in the remaining uh, part of the series, where do you see Ashwin and how do you see his contribution coming? Ridan, to tell you very honestly, I was surprised that he did not figure in the playing eleven because he has been your most consistent bowler, a, a wicket taking bowler. Uh, whether at home or overseas, he did exceptionally well um, in the run-up to this test match. If you see, he was pretty decent at Southampton uh, during the WTC final against New Zealand. And then uh, for, uh, he played a couple of county games. Just yes. to get he did well the there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did well to get into the rhythm. So he And he is a rhythm bowler. So, uh, to, to see him uh, warming the bench uh, was a very... Uh, I mean, I wasn't really very happy, uh, but then team management knows best. Uh, if they feel Ravindra Jadeja has to be there for whatever reason, let him be there. But you have to find a place for Ashwin because he is bowling well. So when uh, when somebody is bowling well, you have to play him. Batsman yeah. has to score runs to show his form. But bowler, you can you can you can see Ridan that he is in his he is getting his strides right. He is getting his action right. He is getting his length right. So, Ashwin, I would love to see more, but you yourself, you are a bowler's man. Most of the podcasts, you defend the bowlers. Uh, are you happy the way uh, Jaspreet Bumrah has made an impact after being lashed out, uh, for after getting the lashing, sorry, uh, for his performance in the WTC final? Yeah, I think that was just a one test match thing and uh, people can draw parallels with his performances in the past. That's there. But uh, see, I mean, uh, every player needs time to recover from all the injuries. I mean, you know better. You've interacted with so many bowlers in the past. So, uh, I think it was all about time and we were all waiting for that one test match where Jaspreet could, you know, be back and, you know, start bowling the length that he's used to bowling. But also, I think uh, that one month stay in England played a huge part in, uh, you know, uh, uplifting all the Indian players, not only Jaspreet. 
uh, also if you see uh, the lens that shardul was bowling that uh, shami was bowling it was shami of course a very seasoned uh, campaigner but shardul thakur is uh, first series in england uh, he picked up a few wickets too I and mean, so i think this acclimatization is something which we have to think about i think is probably india is in the best chance to win a series in england because of, solely of this reason uh, i don't think in the past maybe many years ago when there used to be warm up matches and uh, things like that the uh, teams used to go uh, two weeks in advance and things like that but no other team has really spent one month in england and then started on a series so i think that's a huge thing which uh, probably helped jaspreet uh, come back to terms you know how he is and also i mean you should see the way he hit that six that became the talk of the town that pull shot and uh, i think i think somebody uh, had written about uh, the way he was uh, the, the time he was spending at the nets too what do you think about this fact that you know bowlers getting to bat and the importance of tail enders because england has batting till stuart broad almost and and uh, in the past also 2018 sam karan won them test matches batting at number 7 number 8 and even in this first test he was looking very threatening how do you think how much important is it for a batter to at least last 30 40 balls definitely i mean a tail ender is is a term which is actually vanishing if you look at it because uh, most of the bowlers they have they have learned to bat well because of the t20 uh, uh, they are required to go and bat well in sometimes in very difficult situations and the last four batsmen in the playing 11 so uh, you will have to i remember the times when uh, bowlers would be given a fair amount of uh, batting practice at nets uh, before the big games and, uh, and obviously in the domestic cricket also uh, and then i mean i was talking to a bowler he had a very fair point he says you drop a bowler you don't pick a bowler because you say the pitch will not suit his bowling but how many times do you drop a batsman saying that oh he will not be good on this pitch so why is it that you always put such conditions when you're picking a bowler that will he succeed on this pitch do you apply this by the same yardstick do you judge a batsman also that's a that's a bouncer that you have thrown at me because it's a very technical question and i think uh, it mostly depends on the conditions that uh, that's in question uh, if it is if it is australia you will think twice and thrice before dropping a fast bowler if it is england you will think uh, multiple times before dropping a swing bowler and i think that's one of the reasons why shardul thakur with his wobbly deliveries he, he got a he got a sneak in to the side but yeah i think uh, somehow we take uh, uh, these bowlers for granted that you know they won't be successful here they won't be successful there i think uh, that's not the right approach because uh, since cricket is a batsman's game that people say which i don't like to hear all the time when i hear uh, there should be a balance definitely but yeah i think uh, what goes what goes in the people's mind is that a batsman can perhaps adjust to every condition where a bowler can't which is probably one of the most bizarre things i have heard as well yeah i bowled a bouncer ridan but you have given a beautiful reply because for the simple reason that you play your sunday cricket so i know that <laughs> no that stopped so, right now because of the monsoons unfortunately so but then yeah we we hope to start the season once uh, you know when the monsoons are you know never mind once, once a cricketer always a cricketer <laughs> so that is okay but i you are absolutely right i mean i feel Uh, batsmen also have to be judged, and uh, you can't just always put the pressure onus on the bowlers that okay, uh, you will need a particular kind of pitch or particular conditions to excel. Uh, and 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 in any case, it's a batsman's game. So right. to, uh, so you need a good captain uh, to to win the hearts uh, to win the heart of a bowler, 
Uh, and here again, uh, when we talk of captain, setting up example uh, is Joe Root. Yes. Uh, he has been leading uh, as perfectly as one can imagine, taking all the responsibilities of a batsman, captain. So how do you assess uh, Root uh, from the time he went to Sri Lanka and did well, then came to India, batted well on, on pitches which where the ball was turning so much and now he is playing in home conditions where the ball is swinging so much. So, how do you assess Joe Root? Would you put him in the top three of the world today? Of course, of course. I think so. Because Joe Root started his cricket career at the same time where I was also learning the ropes in journalism. And that time, people were talking a lot about this new kid from England, Joe Root, and then Johnny Besto, all these Yorkshire guys coming in. So, it was a lot of hype that time. But then, uh, I remember there was an incident with David Warner during the Ashes at some bar in 2013. So from that time, that frail, very you know calm Joe Root to this tough cookie that he has become. Of course, there's a seven, eight years in between and some seven thousand odd test runs that he has scored everywhere. So of course, a very tough guy and not not a very usual, uh, uh, not a very usual overseas cricketer who would face problems in the Indian heat or things like that because he has scored the hundreds in Sri Lanka as, as we also in Asian conditions. And then from there he came to Chennai and uh, just took a forty-five minute flight and scored another. You know, they won the test match there. So. It's a, he's a great, uh, you know, example of a fine test cricketer and somebody who doesn't play IPL and things like that and yet uh, yet very successful. And to score 100 on the second innings of a test match where your team is down, I think that's what brings out, uh, you know, who the real leader is. And uh, I think Joe has done a fantastic job. And look at the way he he's always so chilled out and whenever he's talking to the media and things like that, sitting on a sofa and giving out an interview and saying things like, I just want to bat and bat and bat. So, I think uh, he's definitely among the top five with uh, Kane Williams and Virat and uh, Kane Williams and Virat, Joe Root, of course, and Steve Smith. <laughs> so, yeah. definitely, definitely yeah. up there. But uh, another guy, you know, is getting a lot of attention after five years. And uh, I know this wasn't a part of our script, but then I just remembered. So, I thought I'll bring it in. Hasib Hamid, I mean, we all saw him uh, bat in 2016 for, in two test matches. Uh, last last day only, I was having a chat with a friend of mine, and I was telling him he's very elegant. He's he's beautiful to look at. He's like, how do you? We've seen him only twice, but yeah, you should watch out for him. And today morning, I see Chris Silverwood talking about Hasib Hamid. Do you remember uh, uh, his his you know batting uh, from that tour in 2016? No, oh, I, I I remember reading about him very recently, where they said that how could you keep such a beautiful batsman? Beautiful, the beautiful word. How can you keep him out? So, obviously, the Indian selectors and the team management would be should should give us the answer, or maybe see himself when he comes out to. Uh, bat yeah, it's because that top order is not really that solid. If you see, I mean, of course, Dominic Sibley has been trying pretty hard to hold on to the wicket, and but Zach Crawley has been a complete disappointment, and Brody Burns, even though I mean highly rated, but uh, did not get runs. So I think that opens up the window for Hasib Hamid to come in there. Yeah, he should play. Uh, it'll be good. Um, it'll add to uh, the strength and, of course, uh, a new element uh, to England batting where Indian bowlers will have to think if he settles down, down, then you'll be really worried about getting him out. Uh, but Ridhan, uh, what is this about uh, uh, the series? I mean, uh, began with a draw. Uh, we are now on to uh, the home of cricket. Yes. Uh, so, do you think... Mm, much would it be depend on the pitch or the conditions? Because from what we have read and heard, uh, Moin Ali is likely to come and strengthen the playing eleven. Yes, 
I think Kamoin Ali is a very uh, nice selection because he's been in quite a good form in the 100. And these days, I mean, players get selected on the basis of what they're doing in short format crickets, cricket matches. So, uh, and Mohin Ali being an all-rounder, he can uh, get that off-spin right. And Lords, uh, England should take a lot of confidence from the last time the, these two sides met at Lords, where England thrashed India by an innings and 150-odd runs. And, and But then again, uh, four years before that, India had also won a test match at Lords, where uh, MS Dhoni was the captain. So, mixed emotions. But uh, overall, overall, I think it's going to be a very interesting test match. I, I think conditions doesn't matter right now because India, Indian players are as good as the England players if it, if it comes to conditions because they've been there for so long. They're breathing that air. They're eating uh, their food there. So, they're drinking English water. So, what do you call that? Sparkling water, right? <laughs> so, yeah, sparkling. Yeah. So, they, they've been doing the same odd thing. So, I don't think that concept of, you know, an overseas team there, that, that is slowly, you know, a little, little low now. <laughs> so, I feel it's going to be an even match irrespective of the conditions. But yes, uh, it's, it's very un unfortunate to, you know, always see test matches getting washed out by rain in England, which is, I think, a serious concern. And we should probably pray to nature and, you know, hope for a full test match. You don't want to see, you know, any team, you know, a, a match getting, you know, abandoned from... Uh, uh, jaws of a result, <laughs> any team winning. So that's very important, I think. And Ridhan, uh, honestly, you will be the best person to answer this because you follow Bangladesh cricket very closely, uh, not because you live in Kolkata, but even otherwise, you have been following it very closely. I have a few so, friends there. So, yeah, and they uh, are very ecstatic at the moment <laughs> because yes, of uh, yes. what they have seen, uh, you know, unfold yes. in the stadium. I don't know what happened to Australia. 62 all out. I mean, I know that Australia hasn't really been the T20 team that, you know, one, one should be. But uh, 62 all out with players like Matthew Wade and Moises Henry Case in the mix, it's a little difficult to digest. Uh, I, I have not seen all the games. I've seen bits and pieces of uh, the games because it was like so much of uh, cricket was happening and Olympics was on. Suddenly, I see Bangladesh is like, you know, 2 nil up and all that. So, it's, it's very... Uh, Heartwarming to see a team like Bangladesh play well, but then you you also have to see that they are playing at home, and uh, I think uh, the 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 whole thing would have been very different had they got it somewhere else. But then the fact that the T20 World Cup is going to be in the UAE, and uh, just before that Bangladesh doing well, I mean it augurs well for the tournament. I mean you would like to see fight uh, a fight from teams like Bangladesh where Shakib Al Hassan was phenomenal in that World Cup 2019. Yeah, I understand. I mean he has been through a lot in between. I mean he comes into uh, the picture uh, with controversies and things that he does on the field at times, which one should not do. But uh, 100 wickets and 1,000 T20 runs is something uh, one should be definitely proud of. I really wish, you know, he, he evolves over time and probably, you know, tries and behaves himself better on the field because uh, that was not very cricketer-like attitude what happened there. But uh, we should also not forget the fact that he's he has been one of the stalwarts of Bangladesh cricket. Uh, and I think this was an all-round performance by all the players mostly. People are very ecstatic. And that actually takes me to the last uh, segment of this chat. And uh... Uh, You know, Ridhan, I've always been a fan of uh, Bangladesh cricket. But uh, don't you think it's been a, a bit of an underachiever? Mm, well, I think... Uh... To an extent, yes, but then uh, I think they also don't get to play too many good teams, uh, which I think is a problem. Uh, because uh, if you see uh, that test cricket has not really been anywhere, I mean, you don't get to, you know, they don't get to play Australia or England or India that often. And I think India, they came in 2019 and out of the two test matches, one was pink ball, which was new to both the sides and 
Mohammad Shami hammered them totally, and Umesh Yadav and all the fast bowlers. So definitely there was a technical flaw somewhere which they failed to guess the bounds of the bowlers and things like that. That keeps happening to them in Test cricket. But since T20 cricket is just about 120 balls, and uh, if you if you do well, if one or two batsmen make that 30 ball 50 odd runs, then things can change. And also uh, with the uh, slow bowlers like Mustafa's and Shakib Al Hassan's spin, it's very difficult to hit them out. So I think that works for them in the short, uh, shortest format of the sport. But uh, we should also see Australia. I mean, it's it's a concern because uh, you know they have lost to West Indies, they lost to Bangladesh. Uh, T20 World Cup is right down in October, two months time. Uh, it's 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 a serious situation out there, and uh, Australia being the brand Australian cricket, that that's in danger. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, and I hope. Uh, I mean, let us hope for world cricket. Bangladesh does well in in the T20 in UAE. Uh, you have we have to talk about uh, cricket uh, uh, happening at the 2028 Olympics in Los Angeles. Because it the, the cricket is coming up in USA in a big way. Um, uh, there are a whole lot of um, there is big support for the game from uh, Indians and Pakistanis settled in USA, and then those who come over from the Caribbean, uh, they are lending such a rich um, support in terms of money and uh, talent. So I think Ritan, it will be great fun, and you can start saving money from now to go to Los Angeles in 2028. The best part is I have family there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so stay is not a problem. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a yeah. brilliant thing to see. But then I, I would like to know that, you know, whether it's T10 that goes there or T20. Because, see, I mean, if you're having a full-on football match for 90 minutes and, you know, it goes on to extra times at night, 120 minutes, 2 hours. So, if you can spare one more hour, maybe you can have a T20 game. Because I still cannot, uh, you know, think of T10 cricket as cricket as such because it feels very childish to me. I mean, it's entirely my personal opinion. But also, I haven't watched a ball of the hundred, so I don't really know how that works. Because I think uh, it complicates the game a little too much with the over limits and rules and all that. Because by the time you memorize what's what you should do and what you should not be doing, it's very difficult to write. Also, because if you, it takes time to understand rules, and suddenly you have to unlearn everything that you have learned all over the years by covering cricket. So I could not get there. But what do you think? It should be T10 or T20 in the Olympics? Olympics, I think it will be T20. See, you can have T20 and have so many more participating teams, right? Then it will become easier for them to understand, but then it will come down to only swinging the bat, right? Right, so, right. I, and cricket is not just swinging the bat. That will not be the best advertisement for the game uh, whenever it comes to the Olympics, whether 2028 or maybe 2032. But uh, I would rather have a D20 as it is, Ritan. We have seen so many formats, so many changes. And like you said, 100. Then you have T20 uh, happening in uh, some private leagues are there. But uh, let us have a T20 in, in Los Angeles. And uh, Ritan, uh, this was Olympics. I know you were right through the Olympics. Uh, you were handling the desk. Uh, the from evening onwards, doing the most difficult part of uh, of, of of running the website at that point. Uh, uh, I think we cannot um, close this podcast without uh, saluting Neeraj Chopra, the hockey girls, the hockey boys, and the medalists uh, from from Tokyo. So uh, on that note, uh, I think um, you can say a few things about our heroes from Tokyo. And how was how was your experience at the desk uh, handling the Olympics? 
Oh, well, I think it was fantastic. Uh, I really did not have any expectations because uh, I think Olympics, we, I, I was part of the sports desk in another publication when the last time the Olympics happened. So I had a fair idea how to go about it. But uh, watching so many sports together at the same time and since it is work from home, I mean, uh, this is my workstation and I have a TV right here, right in front of me. So that was, I think, very helpful because, you know, when you have, uh, when you have the app and you are constantly scrolling through different sports that's happening, it was fantastic to see boxing because you don't really get to watch boxing games. And uh, of course, swimming and all the other sports that you don't really watch on a regular basis because you don't know where it is being shown. And suddenly, uh, and I understand that, you know, people uh, get a lot of trolling on Twitter and all that when they start talking about Olympics during Olympics. But, but, but what would they do? I mean, you don't get to watch these people. So I think that was the most interesting part. And I think Olympics, uh, it offers life lessons. I mean, uh, you saw the way Neera Chopra handled himself, you know, in that particular event. Uh, there was a there was cricket going on, but I did not watch that. I was hooked to I was hooked to what he, this guy was doing. And similarly, I mean, I was watching the Indian uh, women's hockey match that day instead of the cricket match. So, so though these are I think small little achievements because I think cricket is going to happen all through the year. Olympics will happen once in four years and. Neera Chopra, I think he's that kind of a guy who actually shows you, you know, where you are going to go for an exam or, or, a, or a semester or your final exam or a JEE or an entrance, medical, whatever way you go for, you need to have a, you know, keep your cool and keep your composure. Because I have never seen a guy right after, first of all, the last time I think I saw javelin throw was back in school when our seniors used to practice it. We have seen that in Calcutta. That was in the mid-90s. I was a kid. After that, I finally watched Javin. So when I saw his release, after the release, the immediate reaction of, you know, putting his hands up in the air and knowing that he's done it. I mean, that that shows, I mean, how much confidence this, these athletes carry and how much of a mental strength that they have. I mean, that, that, that was a life lesson. People like Neera Chopra should be shown on television a lot more, I feel. Absolutely, absolutely, Ridhan. And uh, like you said, yes, um, he should be shown more. He is the now national icon of uh, sports in India. And the hockey girls are such a motivating bunch now. Uh, hockey bronze medal has kind of revived uh, the sport. So on that note, um, I leave it to you to sign off. That's all that we have for uh, today's episode in Matchpoint Paradox. For everything related to cricket, uh, please follow our social handles at SportsStarWeb. Thank you. <laughs>